You've probably gone to the doctor, some of you, to be treated for insomnia. And this is what happens in most cases. Hopefully your doctor is a great guy. But uh, you said, I have insomnia. What do they do? Get the prescription pads. Say, okay, Ambien, Zolpidem, here's uh, uh, Isopiclum. Here it goes. Go home. You're ready. That's not the answer. The answer, you need to find out why you have insomnia. So we have the three Ps, insomnia, predisposition. We cannot change this very much. We may be able to advise you about not worrying too much. But precipitating factors, sometimes we can intervene here. There's usually some type of stress. For example, I had a colleague that came and, and saw me at UCSD, a colleague from the VA, because I work in both places. And he said, I had insomnia for a year. I've tried everything, and eh, they work, but I'm not satisfied. I want to get off these things. I want to stop. So the next question is, you know, on year, what, what happened a year ago? And he starts thinking, he says, ah, he got promoted. Now he's chief of something or other. He's got a bunch of lazy doctors on, under his belt. And he has to push, he's under a lot of stress. And, and so um, I told him, you know, I think that's the cause. Um, and um, so we can work together, you can cope, or you can quit. He went home and thought about it, and guess what? He decided to quit. His insomnia, we just asked for his old job back, he got it. Insomnia went away, and I lost the client. Um, so <clears throat> perpetuating factors. This is where we most do our most intervention here. We're most effective here. And, and we use something called uh, CBTI, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy for Insomnia. That, that therapy can be used for pain, for a number of things, but we use it for insomnia. And we try to change the maladaptive behavior, such as, well, I don't sleep enough, so I'm going to go to bed and stay there longer. They still have insomnia. Now it's worse, because now they're 10 hours in bed, they're sleeping four. So it feels worse. Or the television. Who told you the television was a set of hypnotic? Television is designed to keep you awake. They sell you the hamburgers, and then they sell you the, uh, the, the, the Rolades or something you know, to take care of the heartburn you get. And then looking at the clock. You know, what's the point looking at the clock every hour? It's just frustration and anger. So the first thing we do is get rid of the clock and the television. By the way, the, the bedroom is only for two things, and we're talking about sleep. Uh, maladaptive thinking. I must get eight hours, because Laredo said that seven to eight hours is what I need. And if I don't get it, I'm going to die. And so we try to get this thinking and these behaviors out of the way, step out, just let the brain do what it's supposed to do, and eventually they start sleeping. It takes a good eight hours just to try to get them to understand that. So that's, that's how we look at, uh, at insomnia. There's drugs and things that we use outside that may cause insomnia, alcohol by itself, caffeine. By the way, caffeine and somebody who's sensitive to it, even if you can fall asleep, your sleep is not that great when you have caffeine on board. So insomnia, it behooves us to stop any stimulant that we take, even if it's in the morning. Why only drink it in the morning? It does not matter. Diet pills, stimulants, stuff that we find in, in, um, in cold medications, nicotine. Sometimes our patients wake up just to smoke because they're going to withdrawal. So they wake up two hours later, they smoke, and then go to sleep, and then you know, the, the nicotine helps them sleep um, in a sense because they go through withdrawals. Uh, 